Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Yeah, dude, I'm super ready. How about you? Oh, yeah, man. I got so many notes for what I'm about to bring to the table. Good. This is uh, this is weird for me. Now I know what you experienced last week. <laughs> you just coming in blind. Yeah, totally blind. Got my beer ready. I'm ready to rock. You said you said beer. What beer are you drinking? Oh, yeah. I just got my uh, my regular dogfish 60 minute. Just hooked on that baby. Uh, I mean, it's cheap. It, it's got enough content to not fuck me up, but enough to give me a little buzz. So yeah. Hey, I stick man, with it, man. It would be so awesome if they sponsored us. Yeah, hell yeah, man. I told my wife I need to get uh, like a dogfish like flag <laughs> behind me. Maybe when I move into my new studio or something, I'll I'll get a a flag. Ooh, fancy. Well, not a Moving studio, in. you know what I mean. <laughs> Your spare room. Yeah, you know what? I don't even know if I'm going to go in there, though. Why? Is it colder? Well, it's uh, it's really close to the furnace. And when the furnace, oh, yeah. when the furnace kicks on, it's going to make a lot of noise. Not that we have some old beat-up-ass furnace or anything, but it's going to produce background noise. And I don't know if I really want to foam off that whole room and put a new door on and all that. The furnace is right there up against that wall too. Yeah. Uh when you said it not that not that it's that old or anything, it just reminded me of the, the furnace on home alone. <laughs> it's all it's all pissed off in the basement. I was thinking of uh the one from a Christmas story. Where the dad's down there always in fucking smoke and soot's coming out. No no no, it's nothing like that. No. But I might so we have a, a shelf over here that has some storage and stuff. We might move all that shit into that room, and then I'll just set up over in that corner with a desk and computer and chair and all that shit. And just get you like a little mini sort of soundproof space. Not a room, but a soundproof corner. Well, I mean, honestly, if I could just get a fucking desk and a chair, I'd be so much happier. Uh, yeah. The way I'm sitting right now, like hunched over, the, it, it's really difficult one of these days man yeah we're gonna go on world tour and we're gonna find all sorts of places to put our things yeah well i guess it's it's what is it kind of good that we're sort of portable because we didn't start in a studio so we're not we don't have that mindset that we need this luxurious studio someplace we could we could literally set up in a hotel room just you and i and record and not anything else. Well, the weird thing is, I think we talked about this before, back when the pandemic took off. Yeah. We were like one of the few podcasters ready to roll because this is the way we've been doing it the whole time. Right. So it's kind of weird that it's almost like we, well, it's definitely like we have a hard time recording in person because we don't know how to fucking do it. Right. That's why that. The one with the wives was, it sounded pretty crappy because we didn't know how to do it. And everybody was in the same room, just talking over everything and picking up on mics everywhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, that would be, that could be a little bit eliminated, I think, with um, having all the mics hooked into the mixer. Where with you guys, we didn't. Because you were using your USB mic, correct? Right. 
Yeah, so if we could put them all on different channels, it would help eliminate that because everything would already be lined up so you don't have to worry about an echo. Right. So all the mics are already, even if another mic picked up another voice, even if your mic picked up my voice, then it wouldn't be noticed because it would be lined up. Yeah, perfectly lined up with the mic that's picking it up. So so I think that was our big issue is, well, and talking over everybody. But So you're fully prepared to do it again now? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I heard uh, <laughs> apparently my wife needs to, we need to let her talk more. Really? Who said that? <laughs> you didn't see that message on Instagram? Oh, I don't know. I think you did. You had to have checked it because I didn't. I didn't check it. I just saw the notification, but it said, uh, "You need to let that one girl talk more." The wife of the dude with the deep voice. <laughs> All right. Because <laughs> apparently she kept getting cut off. But I told my wife, and she was like, "No, I was cutting everyone else off." I mean, it just felt like it was just pure chaos. Being in it. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. I I've heard from several different people. Uh, my own personal friends uh, that listened to it and they said they really liked that episode but uh the numbers didn't show that to be honest <laughs> but that's all right i i would like to do it again now that we had a taste of it and maybe i don't know we could do the mk ultra thing all of us take a little research of that i don't oh. know if my wife would do research on it but I tell her if she doesn't do any fucking research she doesn't come on the show simple as that <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay your dues come on Mm-hmm. carry your own weight that's right this evening i'm drinking a little bit of a slightly weightier by volume not by alcohol content because it's a tall one it's a voodoo ranger i'm sure Ooh. we both had some of this i've had voodoo ranger plenty of times wait is that literally all it is it doesn't have a name well, well voodoo ranger ipa it's new belgium oh I've had Voodoo Ranger, but it's always had a different, like Voodoo Ranger is like uh, Pepsi's Mountain Dew. No, yeah, it's got all sorts of weirdness to it. Yeah, they have all their own flavors and shit, so I didn't know. So that must be just their original. Plain old Voodoo Ranger. Oh, okay, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. I don't think I've ever had it, though. Really? Yeah. It's tasty. You like IPAs. This is it. Does it tell you what the IBUs are on it? Mm, 7% alcohol. Ooh, buddy. Uh, That's good. I don't see the IBUs. Nah, no big deal. Because I be me. That's, yeah. that's true. <laughs> nice. Real nice. <laughs> I'll cut it out. Don't worry. I don't want you to feel bad. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. I wanted to get something. I wanted to get something a little closer to my topic. But mm-hmm. this this will work, sort of, because there's a little bit potential. It's a little bit scary. Oh. Paranormality, sort of. I mean, it wasn't really mentioned by too many people, but it's definitely got a kind of a creepy feel to it. I I know it scared me as a kid. As a kid? So it's, you've known about this for a while, huh? Oh, yeah. You want to tell me what it is or how you want... You were telling me you want to do it a certain way. Yep. I'm going to start out with the story of an incident that's a... uh, Well, I'll just get into it. November 7th, 1964, in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. Helen Conway. What? You you gave me a look. Yep. Wow. It's West, West West, West Philadelphia. West Philadelphia, born and raised. Uh, Where Mrs. Conway went up in a blaze. (laughs) <laughs> that was perfect dude you're spitting fire no pun intended oh there's all there baby there's plenty of fire that's <laughs> okay oh dude i know what your i know what your topic is already do you i think i just figured it out <laughs> there's a lot going on here so helen conway had her two grandkids over six year old and eight year old uh now helen wasn't exactly mobile. She she one t- one article that I read said she was a little bit of an invalid, but I think she got around a little bit better than being completely like immobilized. Now, what exactly is an invalid? 
I don't know. If, is that is it offensive? I don't know. But I, you know, I've heard the term before, but I don't know if I've ever known what it is. Yeah, I, when I looked it up, I, I know I've I've heard the term, and I've never really. It seems like it would be offensive because you don't uh, you don't hear very often, really. It sounds to me like uh, it's almost R word territory. Yeah, but but I don't. Is handicap even worse? So invalid, actually, the definition for invalid, one who is incapacitated by a chronic illness or disability. Okay, that doesn't sound so bad, right? Yeah, I guess. So it's different than being disabled because you could be incapacitated due to an illness, which isn't really a disability, correct? I wouldn't think so. I guess maybe you could possibly be uh, slid under the category of inaccessibility, handicap. If you have, you know, if it's a persistent illness, I suppose um, my father-in-law, he, it's not COPD, pulmonary fibrosis. So it's an illness. He's not disabled in any way, but it's an illness and he has, you know, he has all the, uh, you know, the handicap stickers and banners and all that stuff. Now, is that due to him? He would possibly get winded? walking far distances yes really yes i mean that makes sense I, i'm just i don't know i'm a little surprised that you would get us uh a tag for that right but it totally makes sense right so i mean there you go the, helen conway is uh, she's an older woman grandkids um so invalid makes sense for her condition yeah so she was unable to move so much so one day, November 7th, 1964, she had one of her grandkids, she had a bell to alert somebody if she needed something. So she was in her upstairs sitting room, and she was a chain smoker. Mm-hmm. And she rang her bell, and one of the grandkids came up, I'm assuming the eight-year-old, and Helen asked her to get her another pack of cigarettes or another pack of matches. So the grandchild got it for her, gave her, the, gave her what she needed, and left the room, went back downstairs to watch some Saturday morning cartoons. Or Sunday morning. It was Sunday morning that oh, this happened. Where was her husband? Did, did, did her husband pass, or was she not married, or what? Uh, he never came up in any of the articles, so I don't know anything about a Mr. Conway. I was just curious how she's always getting her cigarettes, but I guess back then she could have sent the 8-year-old to the store with a note. Said, 1964, yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I don't. I don't mean to keep getting a sidetracked. Uh, I'm just. No, no. I'm curious. You're building the story. Oh, great. Here you go, Stephanie. Go down to the convenience store. Here's the note. Here's your hall pass. Go get me some cigarettes. <laughs> Mimo, can I get a pack of candy cigarettes too? <laughs> no, no, they're bad for you. <laughs> too much sugar. Oh, I don't know why I did the little girl voice. <laughs> but it wasn't long after the grandchild went back downstairs that a neighbor started banging on the door and said they saw a glow coming from the upstairs room and smoke pouring out. It was minutes that the neighbor was actually on her way to church. She was walking to church that morning, Hmm. and she saw this happening, and she she alerted the grandkids. She went upstairs to find out what was going on, but the hallway was too hot for her to to get in there. So she called the fire department, and they got there, and in a very short amount of time. Now, the time is a little bit strange. It was it was between. I looked at so many articles. I tried to figure out the timeline, and it, one article literally said it was between six and twenty-one minutes from the time that the little girl last saw her grandmother to the time the fire department got there. Regardless, that's fucking fast, dude. Yeah, that. but it's still a very strange, specific, yet not specific time. Right. Somewhere between 8.30 and 8.40. Yeah, you would think, like, uh, I don't know, it was anywhere between 5 and 10 minutes, but it was like, no, 6 and 21 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, how did you come up with that time? I don't know. The fire chief was out there. He's like, uh, what time did you call? I don't know. It's 1964. They don't have very good phone service right now. <laughs> they didn't have iPhones that changed the time automatically <laughs> for you? God, no. 
No. Was it fucking spring forward, fall back? I don't know. <laughs> Where's the sundial? Shit. Where's a Mayan when you need them? <laughs> but regardless, uh, the fireman got in there, and the first one to go into the room, the, the doorknob was still hot. The door was still hot. He walked in. There's black smoke billowing everywhere. And as he was making his way into the room to try to find uh, the victim, he put his hand into something greasy. Oh, dude, I, I know your topic, and it's grossing me out. Yeah, this isn't the only one. I when I started finding out like details about that kind of stuff, whoo mm-hmm. man. Yeah. These pictures are ridiculous. Do you want me to tell you what I think it is? Do you want me to say it? Yeah, go for it. I've seen pictures of people who spontaneously combusted. That's mm-hmm. it, right? Yep. Yeah. I've seen pictures of it too, and it's fucking bizarre. Like it's horrific. Yet strange all at the same time. It's a it's a typical train wreck. Like you can't take your eyes off of it. It's so horrible. But you're like, how? Why is it? So, what's going on? You can't figure it out. Your brain doesn't let you figure it out. Yeah, and I won't I won't jump ahead. But I'll tell. <clears throat> when you get to that point, I'll say like you know I'll mention. It, but like yeah, it's the reason it's bizarre. I'm sure you're gonna touch on. Yeah. He put his hands in something greasy, and he didn't. I don't think he knew what it was at first. But as the smoke started to clear and he started to get the bigger picture, all he saw was a pair of legs propped up against the chair. That's all that was left of Helen Conway. Her entire upper skeleton, from thighs up, turned to ash. That's freaking insane. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, it, it's so weird. The, and that the room didn't catch on fire, the house didn't catch on fire. It was isolated to her. Yeah, that's that was the weird point I was saying. Like, like it doesn't seem to affect the people around them, right? Or not the people, no. the the objects around them. It's strictly the individual, right? It, which is the the, the weirdest part about the whole thing. Yeah. In in the room, the details around the room are are very strange. There's a like the wall was scorched a little bit behind her, but I guess that makes sense for a, a blazing fire to be there. You think though, if it was able to turn her into ash in twenty minutes or less, or your money back, you think the whole room would be up in, in blaze? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it takes a very high temperature to burn. A human body. Don't ask me how I know, but just know that I know. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Oh. Yeah, I got I got into that too. Excellent. But in the room, the chair the chair is gone except for where her legs were leaning up against it. Uh not far from that spot. So it had to be a incredible ambient temperature to uh, burn up a body like that. So the TV is on the nightstand or dresser or whatever. The plastic around it was started to melt a little bit, and there was a doll sitting next to the TV that had this mesh clothing on that, according to the fire chief, was very flammable, but it didn't go up in flames either. Just the carpet right where the chair was and a little bit scorching on the wall and a little bit scorching on the ceiling. But everything else seemed to be just fine. It's like it it didn't radiate very far, you know? No, it was isolated to just her. Her her personal bubble, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, don't come within my bubble or you'll be fucking scorched alive. <laughs> but my legs are fine. She's not going to be able to walk in the afterlife now. Is she, that how that works? She left them behind. <laughs> She'll need a weird wheelchair. She's a paraplegic in the afterlife. That's fucked up, dude. If you lose your bit, if you leave your bits behind, you're not gonna have them. <laughs> yeah, you can't take them with you. <laughs> you know what they say about money? <laughs> you can't take it with you. That's right. You can't take the money with you. But I guess you can't take your legs either if you if you leave them behind. Well, yep. I don't know. I didn't. I mean, I didn't talk to her in the afterlife, but I'm gonna assume her <laughs> legs stayed behind. So uh, they found blisters. There, there were blisters on her legs, and when when. The medical examiner looked at these blisters, and they tried to pop them. Uh, 
they were already broken on her leg, but they were wet. So that means that she was alive at the time of the fire. Like, she didn't have a heart attack or a stroke and die beforehand. She was, she still had life in her when the fire was going. But there was no screaming. Nobody knew it was happening until the neighbor walked by. She died from the fire, obviously, I assume. But was she alive throughout the entire thing? I don't think she was alive throughout the whole thing. I mean, at, at some point, she expired. But I don't know if it was from a, a, asphyxiation or if it was from uh, burns. Yeah, this has a whole, like, burned at the stake vibe to me. Like, yeah. you know, you're you're alive, you're just fucking lit on fire, and then when you die, you die. But until right. then, you're you're feeling everything. But she didn't have any kind of... The, uh... My wife just handed me New Trail Flannery's Irish-style ale. Daughter, bring me one. He wants one. <laughs> She said, we'll be there in a couple of days. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't find an exact evidence of uh, combustion. Uh, You know, what am I trying to say here? They didn't find the evidence for the start of the fire. What? Ignition. Yeah, that's it. So one can only assume that it was because of her smoking habit, unless it actually came from inside. Yeah, I've heard a lot of that. Uh, now, I don't want to step on your toes at all in this episode, but I've heard people mention the the smoking thing. That, that seems to come up a lot. Like, they blame it on smoking when the evidence isn't really there, right, for that? N- no, not not in all cases. Because from the first case was 1574. I'll, I'll get into that, too, of what they called spontaneous human combustion. But they don't have an exact cause of ignition for most of these cases. That's why they're like, well, well, we don't know. So spontaneous human combustion. It, it, it really is such a weird phenomenon. It was a great topic to pick. It's very strange. I've never really looked into it. So I'm anxious to hear more about this. Yeah, there's plenty to go. Uh, I, I started the research and then I was like, there's got to be some sort of twisty kind of screwball-y thing in here somewhere that I. it's not just, well, we don't know a cause of... We don't know the cause, so we're just going to call it spontaneous. It's not that easy because there's some wackadoodle that... he He's a little crazy. He'll come up a little bit later here. It's also very rapid, it seems like. In her case, right. it, it was very rapid. Yeah, it was incredibly fast. So the people who believe in in SHC, spontaneous human combustion, point to the fact that the human body has to reach a temperature of roughly 3,000 degrees in order to be reduced to complete ashes in that amount of time. That's fucking hot, dude. Yeah, and a typical cremation, it's fourteen to 1,800 degrees. So 1,000 to 1,500 degrees less than that. And... Normally, it would take, for 14 to 1,800 degrees, it would take 70 to 210 minutes. So, one hour to, what Almost is that? Two. Uh, to 210. So, that would oh, be four, five, yeah, four or five hours. Jeez, dude. One, depending on the size of the person. So, one hour to four hours or something like that. Yeah. Um, And I got a couple of, I threw in a couple of facts here about cremation process and Oh, that. Now, that alone could be very interesting to throw into a topic for maybe uh, an alt-alt or something. Uh, cremation processes around the world, because some of them are w- wild. Well, I can imagine there's some weird ones. I mean, like I've mentioned before, I just finished God of War, and right in the beginning, uh, Kratos and Atreus burned the mom out on a fucking stack of logs. You know, she passed away. They light the logs on fire. She's reduced to ashes. So, I mean, where we use, I guess they're ovens or similar to a kiln, you know, back then. Yeah, they're kind of, uh, yeah, it's not, the more modern ones do not have open flame. They just heat the, 
heat the room, the the space up, incredibly hot. So it's made out of bricks or some kind of high-intensity blocks. So they heat that space up to that temperature, and the body just sort of just ignites or just melts on its own. Yeah, I would think that would but, cause more of a melting effect as opposed to a direct flame would cause an ash. Right. So what they do is they add in they don't just stuff a body in a in a tunnel in a brick oven pizza yeah um the hell am i trying to say brick oven pizza oven yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> they don't just stick a body in there they put them in uh a smaller casket so one is not all fancy it doesn't have any handles and all that it's literally just a wood box yeah like a like a that- pine box yeah, that's it. They stuff them in that. They put them in the, in the kiln, essentially is what it is, the pizza oven, and then the wood ignites, and then it starts pulling all that stuff together, and the wood actually gives the, gives the body a little bit more ashes, or it gives, you know, if you want the cremation remains, some people say cremains, but who are you? Yeah, a little, What's the matter with you? little play on words there, huh? <laughs> In 1920, there were only 20 working crematories in the U.S. By 2003, there were 1,800. Uh, how many were there at first? What did you say? 1920, there were 20 in the entire United States. Oh, my God. What a big jump. <laughs> I know. They're running out of room in the cemetery, so we got to burn these people up. Is that what it is, or, or did they just find that, or more and more people realizing it's way cheaper to do it this way? Let's just fucking burn Nana instead of putting her, you know, I mean, honestly, I'd I'd rather, I'd rather be cremated than buried. I think it's a combination of things. Are you going to say? I was going to say, actually, I I don't really give a fuck what they do with me, but it's going to be cheaper on my family to just light me up. I don't care who keeps my ashes. You don't even have to keep the ashes. Light me up, flush me down the toilet. I don't give a shit. Um, that's. That's a very good point. I, we've kind of had the conversation in, you know, in my family, my wife and my kids, not so much with the kids, but I'm like, cemeteries are for the living. I don't give a shit where I go. I'm going to be dead. It doesn't matter. Where do you want me to be? Do you want me to be here? Or you're going to come back here? Yeah. It's for, it's for the living. It's not for the dead. Dead don't care. Yeah. Do you want me on your fucking mantle in a vase? Or do you want to go yeah, see well, me every once in a while, throw some flowers down, and roll out? Yeah. And you don't have to worry about me haunting your fucking house. <laughs> Ooh, all my pieces are here. <laughs> I got to be here because my pieces are here. <laughs> I'm a ghost. <laughs> but, you know, that I don't have a, I don't have a written will. And, you, you know, are this, a will. Uh, I am a will. That's right. <laughs> You know this this topic kind of brings up the the mortality kind of thought. What if this could happen? Because you know, like I said, this thing scared me. Because on Unsolved Mysteries, this shit came up all the time. Unsolved Mysteries or Beyond Belief or whatever other paranormal show. Ripley's Believe It or Not. What? Yeah, shit like that. Like yeah. this person, this person just ended up his legs. It, it's really fucking scary to think like how vulnerable we are as a species and how we right. became to be the dominant species or one of the dominant species. We're not, I mean, really, if we went toe to toe with most animals, we'd probably get fucked up. Right. We just, we just happen to be the, the monkeys that industrialized the world. And now we have weapons and shit like that. Yeah. So we built up defenses to defend ourselves against the, Big mean predators like the lions and, well, we don't go in the fucking ocean because everything in the ocean is trying to kill you. Fuck Australia, too. My God. Dude, even a, a dolphin could kill you if it wanted to. Mm-hmm. Jellyfish can kill you. Dolphins could okay. kill you. Whales, sharks. I mean, you yeah. fucking name it. A seal could kill you. Right. But somehow we come into a groups and we're like, no. We're like, we got a defense Defensive squad, we got a, a fence to build up to keep us... All right, we're going to isolate all the animals over there. We made guns, and you know, a bunch of animals are going extinct because we've killed them so many times. Yeah. It, it, really weird how vulnerable we are, man. 
We are. Sad. But that's just the way we are. Stupid humans. Smart humans. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> very squishy and fleshy and easily killed. Yeah. Uh, pacemakers with lithium batteries are removed from the body before cremation since the batteries explode in the high temperatures of the furnace, causing serious damage to the structure. How about that? <laughs> so, They're like, we don't care if your body explodes, but if you fuck up our oven, yeah, we got some beef here. Right. So it's going to be cheaper to cremate uh, Nana, but if she fucks up our oven, we got a problem. That's like taking your car to the tire shop and not telling them you put slime in your tire. You know, and then they fuck up their equipment and they're like, this motherfucker, you didn't tell us. You didn't tell them Nana had a fucking pacemaker and they fucking oven explodes. Boom. Mm. I don't know if you got a lawsuit on your hands or what, but they're going to be real pissed off and you might get just some cigarette (laughs) ashes too. Who knows? I really wonder, isn't there stories of like fake cremations? I swear I read that, but I didn't. I, this was not the cremation story, so I just I didn't look that up. But I we, swear there was something about. Did we talk about that? Yeah, I think we did. It was a, um, a funeral home out in the Midwest, I believe, who got caught and they had a shitload of bodies just stashed in the back, <laughs> and I think they were selling them for fucking organs or something. It's fucking insane. Because people realize that my loved one isn't getting like what the fuck, you know? It's been three weeks. And I haven't seen this grave dug up one time. What the hell is happening here? <laughs> Fucking disaster. Uh, so the pacemakers are a problem. Another problem? Silicone breast implants. Do they pop? Uh, they, the, the cremains, the ashes, tend to stick to the implants. <laughs> yeah. So, so then you- I can only imagine. You get this little, like, this bubbly, gelatinous ash mass in your urn you're like you push it it goes in a little bit kind of squishes around what the hell is going on in there and that, I, I i'm just picturing a that feels like granny's yep. titty <laughs> how do you know what her titty feels like johnny that's messed up man <laughs> see if grandpa touched you we got a real big problem but if grandma touched you i nobody talks about grandma touching you nope because grannies wouldn't do that man you fucking no. know that who, there was a comedian I was just watching. I think it was Kayvon. I watched his uh, special on Dry Bar on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it was Kayvon. And he said, you know, women could be walking through the mall and come up to anybody with a little boy, a, a child, five years old, five, five-year-old little boy. And the woman could be like, oh, you're so cute. I'm, save him for me when he's 18. But if a man does that to a girl, whoop, oh shit, he's gone. Yeah, for real. If you walk up to somebody and say, save her until she's 18 for me. For me? Done. No. Jail nope. or dead? Yep. You're going to be escorted the fuck out of there. Good night. Or you're going to have a, a fucking white van sitting out in front of your house for <laughs> for weeks just monitoring everything you do. Well, damn, the Millers have had the dry cleaning service out there for weeks. They got a lot of clothes, dude. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you about the first case of spontaneous human combustion. You want to take a 15th... break and then do that? Are we at that point? I got, I'm got. i at Damn, brother. 40 minutes, yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll take a break. There's a lot to cover. We are returned. My wife dropped off another beer, and well, I'm, I talked about it in the beginning. The New Trail Flannery's Irish Style Ale, and I can't find the alcohol content. That's how Corona used to be. Corona never had their alcohol content on it. Peculiar. Well, well, we're just going to do it. You end up fucking hammered by the end. It's like a fucking 14 percenter. <laughs> what? It's good. I like it. Do you want to make this one cold too? <laughs> Damn kids. You know what I should have done when you said you didn't know the alcohol content? I should have did this. I don't need sleep. I need answers. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Tell me how many alcohol is in it. Come on, tell me. <laughs> oh, fine. I don't know, man. If it's uh, 7%, I think I'll get plenty of sleep. That's good. 7% followed by 7%. If it's 14%, 14%. 
Well, it didn't taste like 14%, so I think we're going to be all right. Did it? Did you get any feel for it? Uh, It's a good flavor. It's a heavy flavor. Irish-style ale. Well, I mean, did you get any feel for the content? Could you tell at all? I'd say it's probably on par with the one I just had. Probably okay. seven. Okay. Six, seven. Yeah. So by the end of this, I'll be nice and toasty. See, that's... Let me tell you about this guy. Oh, this could be what happened to this this Mister right here. I need a so- uh, fucking sound sound effect that says like, "Whoa, what a segue!" or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Do they have those? That would be awesome. I don't know. May- I mean, maybe. Uh, Polonus Vorstius. Okay. So you know that name is old. Oh, that's a name. Okay. Yeah, I that's wasn't a name. Sure. Isn't it funny how uh, names come in cycles? Like, we've got a bunch of... You can't go anywhere without finding a fucking McKenzie right now. I swear to God. There's a McKenzie. Every 10 people is a McKenzie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it, it's really weird because my daughter... I'm not going to say her name. But we consider naming her Molly before she was born. And that's like an old school name. You think so, right? And her middle name was going to be... May. So oh, it, Triple M. Well, that's why I didn't, we didn't want to do that because I said I, when she becomes a teenager, I didn't want boys calling her, mm, you know, <laughs> so I said, nah, fuck that. I'm not even going to open that door. We're going to change that shit right now. <laughs> that's only if she shared all that. <laughs> I don't want the option to be there because I was a teenage boy and I fucking know we're disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's McKenzie's everywhere. It seems like names come in cycles. So we'll have a whole bunch of whatever name now, and then later on we'll have some other set of names, and then and then the first or second set of names will come back again. But I'm pretty sure I've never heard Polonus. It sounds Greek to me. Uh, Italian. So close. Close, yeah. Not too far away. Now, Polonus, he had the unfortunate distinction of being the first known case of spontaneous human combustion back in Milan in 1470. Wow, dude. I did not know it went back that far. But the thing is, his story is from 1470, but it was not documented until 1641. So, there might be a little bit of fuckery with the telephone game here, even though telephones hadn't been invented yet. Wow, hey, I mean, I don't I don't even know what to say. I was going to make try Fa- to make a joke and I couldn't make a joke and I was, <laughs> I stumbled on my words. Fables, tales, legends, who knows. But listen to his story. So, apparently the hapless and soon headless horseman enjoyed a few glasses of strong wine at his home in Milan. Okay. And then began to belch fire. What is he, Springhill Jack? <laughs> He's a fucking disaster. He was a a knight of some fashion. So when when I when I read knight, this knight, this knight's tale, I'm like, dude, this dude was just stumbling around in the fucking castle in his armor, belching fire, and then he turned to ash. No, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. He didn't oh. just burst into flames inside of his metal armor. <laughs> that armor would get really hot. Yeah, it would. That's why nobody got near him. Fuck, it's hot. It's we don't have. We can't. There's no bucket brigade. Send him down to Marsh. Shit. <laughs> Throw him in the moat. <laughs> the moat just starts then. boiling. <laughs> oh, God. Now he's accursed. The whole moat's cursed. <laughs> the castle's just hidden somewhere. We're getting steamed. <laughs> but he proceeded to burst into flames right in front of his horrified parents. Ain't that a bitch? Yeah, that's a bitch. Uh, now, what happened... This story wasn't really, it wasn't documented until 1641 by Thomas Bartholin, who put it in his Historium uh, Anaticarum Rarium, the history of rare anatomy disorders or rare anatomy medical things. Okay. A compendium of strange medical phenomena. He talked to one of the Vorstius families directly, one of their descendants directly, so... Dude, 150, 200 years that 
that was definitely a myth or a legend by then. That's uh, so. I mean, it kind of plays into another theory I've heard about this, which I won't say unless you don't say it by the end. But okay, well, I wanted to tell you that part because that was the earliest case of potential spontaneous human combustion. Mm-hmm. But uh, the more accepted scientific theory on what is going on they've dubbed the wick effect okay and basically what they're saying is what happens to these people is like an inside out candle so their clothing acts as the wick and their their tissue their their body tissue and their body fat mostly acts as the wax of the candle holy fuck dude i'm fat as shit that's my fear is just some fucking time just burst into flames. Somebody's just, just gonna just fucking sitting here doing a podcast and we burn the fuck up. Whoosh. That's it. And then nobody's even gonna hear this episode because I mean nobody's gonna edit it. <laughs> of, gonna, can't edit it. I'm so, we can't promote it. I'm surrounded by media. my gear. You got your gear right up against you. I've got my gear right up against me. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna go up. It's gonna be hard drives and shit involved. Well, maybe not. I mean, it doesn't seem like too much stuff around these people is is getting affected. That was that's one thought of one of the scientists that I uh, one of the videos I saw. He was saying the reason the legs are still around for the majority of these cases is because the fire would start in about the midsection, you know, the lower or upper torso. Yeah, and then fire goes up. What what he, universe he, are you living in? He, I see he goes go, up. I see fire going down all the time, dude. <laughs> it's going down because there's a there's a force against it, or the structure around it has fallen apart. Mm, okay, okay. So generally, the heat will go up. The fire will will climb up whatever structure it's part of. Science. So science, right? <laughs> The wick effect is the name given to the partial or total destruction of a human body by fire. When the clothing of the victim soaks up melted human fat and acts like the wick of a candle. The wick effect is a phenomenon that is found to occur under certain conditions, has been thoroughly observed. It is one commonly offered explanation for the alleged phenomenon of spontaneous human combustion. But, 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 the problem with this with their testing of the wick effect. So what they did was they took a pig, stuck it in a room, put some, you know, draped over a nightgown on it, some kind of clothing, a light blanket, what have you. Mm -hmm. And yes, they were able to eventually recreate what happened. Eventually, the pig turned to ashes. Eventually. But it did not go up as quickly as some of these cases. It took hours for this pig to be reduced to ashes. Maybe it's the devil. The devil just setting these motherfuckers ablaze, dude. Uh Uh-huh. I'm taking you to hell with me. Let me read you a a part of the Bible here, baby. Oh, shit. Was it foreshadowing? Did I foreshadow this bitch? You named it. You named it. That was was my next part. That was the next part that was coming. Nice one. Good one. (laughs) Are you in my head? No. I hope not. (laughs) So in... Uh, it was Leviticus, I believe. The death of uh, Nadab dude. and Ab- Abihu. <laughs> Time, out. Abihu? Time out. Time out, dude. You said, I was thinking before you even said that, I was thinking Leviticus. I might be in your fucking head, dude. I swear oh, I swear, fuck. I was thinking Leviticus. I don't know why. I, I don't read the Bible. I don't remember anything out of the Bible, hardly, <laughs> except for Revelations, which we did an episode on. But for some reason, I was thinking Leviticus. Maybe I am in your head. I got to drink more beer so you get a little fuzzy, you get a little lost in there. <laughs> I won't find my way out. Help! Help! Oh, my God! <laughs> There's too many comic books. <laughs> Did you read that comic book yet? No, not yet, man. I, I've been so Come fucking on. busy. I keep forgetting. Like, <clears throat> I get so busy at work, and then by the time I get home, I'm like, fuck this, and I just crash out on the couch. And then I had a day off yesterday, but I was kind of busy yesterday and i didn't even think of it and then today i did all that shit for work and then i 
did the episode, and I, I, all right. I have a, a poor memory. I can forgive you for not reading all the Marvel and the DC and Power Rangers shit. I think the Power Rangers comics, they're they're entertaining as shit, dude. I'm I'm really digging all the Power Rangers stuff. Power Rangers hung out with the Justice League, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, all them. What? Now, I read one with the Ninja Turtles, so some shit happened. Ninja Turtles had to become the Power Rangers. Fucking crazy. Anyway, I know, right? That's like some weird fucking dimensions, like, bumping into each other kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Rita Repulsa met Shredder. It's a fucking mess. Anyway, that's over with. The comic book that I'm telling you to read, that I'm like, yes, you must read this. Fuck the Power Rangers and the Supermans and all them. The Department of Truth. It's from Image Comics. Dude, all of the conspiracy theories come together in one story. The first issue alone, I'm like, did they just say that? Three pages later, did they just fucking... How did that... Now, I'm not a big comic comic book guy. I never have been. But something like this, I think I could get down with. Uh, I just... I gotta remember to do it when I have some time. I turn it into a PDF for you. It's in our Google Drive. I know you did. You did. I'll read it, I promise. It it wasn't all uh, all for naught. It wasn't uh, time wasted. I'll read it. (laughs) Back to the Bible. So Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, Abihu, took their censers. They're um, like uh, incense candles, something like that. (laughs) I thought you were going to say like they're fucking uh, Fitbits and shit like that. They have Fitbits. They were checking their heart rate. (laughs) They checked their ECG real quick. Blood oxygen levels. They took their censers, put fire in them, and added incense, and they offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, contrary to his command. So fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. Moses then said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke of when he said, Among those who approach me, I will be proved holy in the sight of all the people I will be honored. Aaron remained silent. Moses summoned Mishael and Elzaphan, sons of Aaron's uncle Uziel, and said to them, Come here, carry your cousins outside the camp, away from the front of the sanctuary. So they came and carried them, still in their tunics, outside the camp, as Moses ordered. Then Moses said to Aaron and his sons, uh, Eleazar and Ithamar, Man, we need to, bring these, need to bring these names back. If you have any more kids, or definitely persuade your kids to have kids, name them uh, Elazar. <laughs> There's a guy named L.A. Mazzuli who researches giants from the Bible. Oh, shit. Who put giants in the Bible? The fucking Nephilim, bro. So many things happening right now. Yeah, You never heard of David and Goliath? That's in the Bible. Goliath. That's I wasn't just like some kid's tale put in the Bible to overcome your big fears or some shit look i'm not gonna interpret the bible because <laughs> we don't have time but i don't know i don't even know who wrote the bible was it jesus was it god was it moses was it a, a fucking street kid i don't know but it's a thing and david and goliath were in there i think <laughs> probably uh then moses said to aaron and his sons Eleazar and ithamar do not let your hair become unkempt and do not tear your clothes or you will die and the Lord will be angry with the whole community. But your relatives, all the Israelites, may mourn for those the Lord has destroyed by fire. Do not leave the entrance of the tent of meeting or you will die because the Lord's anointing oil is on you. So they did as Moses said. Then the Lord said to Aaron, You and your sons are not to drink wine or other fermented drink whenever you go into the tent of meeting or you will die. This is a lasting ordinance for the generations to come, so that you can distinguish between the holy and the common, between the unclean and the clean, and so you can teach the Israelites all the decrees the Lord has given them through Moses. So, spontaneous combustion in the Bible? Or, like you said, was it the devil, or was it the Lord striking them down by fire? Well, it sounds like he's saying... Don't go to church drunk without doing your hair. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I heard too. And that's just you got to be on point when you go to church. <laughs> you better comb that hair if you have unkempt <laughs> hair, and you go in there drunk with the fucking fermented drink. 
you mangy motherfucker. This is yeah. my blood. It's not wine. Shit. F- fucking disrespectful <laughs> fucks, dude. Mangy bastards. Yeah, it does kind of sound like... Wow. Was it spontaneous human combustion, or what was it a smiting by the Lord? Like, where... Right. I mean, it does kind of sound like they just burst into flames. A, a lot... There's enough of them that whoever is in charge of the scene has said, I do not know where the ignition came from. I do not know how the combustion happened. Something happened here, and I cannot determine it. So it was spontaneous. It happened all by itself. Well, it sound, either way, I mean, if it was the devil, that's bad. If it was God who lit you on fire, that's fucking bad too, dude. So it's not if, either way. It's you're you're in for uh, a, an eternity of not good shit. It sounds like, right? You leave your legs fucking behind on Earth. They don't go to heaven with you, regardless of how many cigarettes you smoked or how many times you skip church. They ain't going with you. My guess would like, be that Fuck pers- My guess would be that person's going to hell because <laughs> if you leave your legs behind, chances are you're not going to heaven, dude. Because I mean, in heaven, I assume they walk around. In hell, you probably just drag yourself along the ground. God, you know. In heaven, they just float. You're just floating, man. You don't need anything in heaven. You don't need it's anything. Golden roads that you don't have to walk around. That's how they stay so golden because nobody's walking on them. <laughs> That's right. They're not tarnished by some asshole's feet. <laughs> They're so pretty all the time. <laughs> They're probably just floating. But in hell, yeah, they got to drag themselves around. Sisyphus. Yeah. That was just... like drag your ass over to that lava pool. And you're dragging for eternity. That's fuck, it, dude. That scares the fuck out of me. The yeah. fuck out of me, dude. Eternity. You can't even fucking fathom eternity. And then if you go to the place that you don't want to go, yeah, the devil told you to go to the place that you don't want to go, and it takes you forever to get there. I, Literally then, forever. And then in the meantime, demons are fucking ripping your flesh off and shit. And you know what I mean, like. Oh, God, and you can't even die because you're fucking dead already. Yeah, so don't, so don't go to hell, probably. Yeah, I mean, that's not good. <laughs> no. There's a, there's some similar patterns with these uh, spontaneous human combustions. Quote, unquote. Are we at the quote, unquote, quote point? Maybe. Okay. Victims are usually alone. They're usually indoors. The air, their extremities often stay intact. These include feet, hands, legs, or feet are often left unscathed by the fire. Worse burns occur in head and torso. They are usually so badly burned that they cannot be recognized. Uh, Usually, the room where the incident takes place remains unscathed by the fire. Surrounding furniture and even the furniture in which the victim burns from inside out is barely touched by the fire. A smoky and sweet smell lingers around in the room after the incident. (laughs) <laughs> they were burned with apple wood. <clears throat> Somebody just poured a little liquid smoke on them while they were. <laughs> That's what you do with a pig. You smoke a pig well, with apple wood, dude. Fruit wood. Then mm. you got the the smoky and the sweet. See, that's what they did with the pig. I mean, now, maybe the devil I just wants a, to have a pig roast. I have a couple of serious questions for you right now. For me? Yeah. All right. Let's let's hear them. Uh, let's see. Is a pig made of bacon, or is a bacon made of pig? The pig oinks without concern, for the pig does not care what it's made of. Was that my question? (laughs) How about this one? A gingerbread man says in his gingerbread house, is the house made out of him, or is he made out of house? Wow. He screams for he does not know. Who screams? Ice cream? (laughs) Well, if you are the gingerbread person... Of question. See, I was hoping to get to this point. There was plenty of tangents and plenty of shit to be filled in, but I was hoping to get to this point by the end of the first half. But we're damn near to the end of the second half. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me tell you about a potential survivor of spontaneous human combustion. Wow, I didn't know anybody ever survives that. Apparently, there's a handful that have been diagnosed as, okay, well, you, this burn happened to you from the inside out. Hmm. Okay. Jack Angel, funny name, right? 
Mm. Starting off. Savannah, relative Georgia. Of, relative of Chris Angel, the demon. <laughs> David Blaine is a stepbrother. M- maybe, dude. <laughs> Jack Angel, Savannah, Georgia, uh, November 1974. He was a traveling salesman selling clothing, and he come up. He would travel in his motorhome, his RV, and he came to a hotel one evening. And somehow something got screwed up with his reservation. So when he went into the hotel, no, sorry, Jack, we don't have your reservation. All right. Uh, That's unfortunate. It's I wanted to sleep in an actual bed, but okay, I guess I'll sleep in my RV. Fine. So he parked his RV in the hotel parking lot, which you can do in 1974. I don't think you could do that now. They'd be like, "Um, there's a national forest like 45 miles away. How about you go there? 45 miles is pretty far. It's pretty far. From Savannah, Georgia, it's probably at least that far. But anyway, he slept in his motorhome that night. When he he went to sleep, but then he didn't wake up for four days. Holy which shit. Is, which is fucking crazy all on its own. Like, if he's if he just has his RV parked in some parking lot of the hotel or motel down there, wouldn't you think... Somewhere between the help of the place and the management of the place would be like, hey, Mr. Angel, Jack, hey, man, hey, you good in there? Four days, dude. Didn't hear from Jack. Well, maybe they didn't realize. Maybe they didn't realize he didn't have a room and just assumed he was staying in a room and his RV was parked out there. Four days of assumptions of this RV just being right where it is all the time. I mean, if you if you stay at a hotel for... A weekend, your car could potentially be there for three days, if you Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I suppose. Okay, that's fine. Nobody asks questions. I'm just trying to help these people out, man, (laughs) so they don't lose their jobs, you know what I mean? Four days later, he finally woke up. His right hand was burned black on both sides from the wrist to the fingers. But worse still, he had a hole in his chest where he had been burned. In addition, and in addition, he had been burned on his legs, his groin, his ankles, and his back. Neither his clothing nor the sheets were touched by the fire. When he reached the hospital, he was told by the doctors that he had not been burned externally, but internally. A later search revealed no signs of electrical faults, no blackness around the electrical sockets. None of the hanging garments were scorched or marked, no evidence of fire whatsoever in his motor home. But he was burned severely. Look, burn everything, but leave my frankenbeans alone, man. <laughs> you know? The groin? Yeah. Leave them alone. You gotta yeah. walk, shit. Yeah, fucking frankenbeans, you gotta... <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> the burning was so severe of his hand and arm that eventually the hand and forearm were amputated. Holy shit. Interestingly, as we have said, Jack Angel felt no pain during the burning. Well, I didn't say that, but that was part of the article. Okay. (laughs) The burns had occurred during sleep and had not caused sufficient pain to awaken him. He felt the pain of the subsequent surgery, however. Uh, Again, as in many similar cases, the characteristic odor of burning flesh was absent. But we kind of have an asterisk here to the story. Oh, no. There was this investigator going around trying to figure out these spontaneous human combustion cases, and he kind of... Trailed Jack Angel a little bit, so this 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 case kind of gives me a question mark on Jack Angel's um, what he had to say. However, this totally contradicts what Angel said in court when he sued the manufacturers of his trailer's hot water heater for three million dollars. The conclusion: Angel was taking a shower when the water stopped, and he, when he went out to check it, the pressure valve released and the hot water scalded him. But the doctor who examined Angel signed a report saying that Angel had burned from the inside out, not the outside in. So was the doctor mistaken, or did Angel really spontaneously combust and then try to pass it off on a faulty hot water heater to get the money? Yeah, I kind of like that second one. I I think he was like, fuck it, might as well make some money off of this. I don't want to be in a fucking sideshow. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be some fucking internet meme, but... <laughs> <laughs> So somehow he just fucking slept it off for four days, boy. Yeah, that's that's really weird to me, dude. 
How how did four, he not? Four feel? days did, later, he finally came forth and is like, "Ooh, uh, I kind of burned myself up a bit." Yeah, I'm fucked up. Uh, I slept for four fucking days. That's not <laughs> weird. Uh, and then when I woke up, apparently I had been on fucking fire. <laughs> that one's a little crazy. I'm not saying it's not true. <laughs> I'm saying it's fucking bizarre if it is true. There are, what did I read? From 1600, over 300 years, there were 200 cases. Or over 200 years, there were 300 cases. I think it was 300 years, there were 200 cases of potential spontaneous human combustion. Uh, So there are a number of pictures. If anybody wants to look up any of this, if you literally just search spontaneous human combustion, you will see so many graphic images. It's unreal. Yeah, that's true. I, I've seen these, and uh, it's gross, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Uh, Charles Dickens even wrote it into one of his stories, Bleak House, where one of the characters met their demise by spontaneous human combustion. An alcoholic. But people are like, oh, Chucky Dickens, what a... Dude, that's... You probably shouldn't have put that in there. Now you're going to make more people think it's real. Maybe it is. Now... Has there been any recent ones that you two thousand? I I didn't I didn't put that case in here because I was afraid I didn't have time. Okay, and we're actually winding down. Uh, but I think the latest one was from two thousand three, which was a typical case uh, burned from the torso area up. Some parts left, and they could not find a an confirmed source of ignition. Huh. Typical. It was a typical case. Now, this <laughs> author that I was talking about earlier, he wrote the book Ablaze, Fires of Spontaneous Human Combustion. Uh, the author is Larry Arnold, and he has a really wild theory that this really drew me into it here. I'm like, well, okay, this guy's theory really is fucking out the window, boy. So we got to talk about this. Okay, let's do it. Uh, he is no kind of scientist. He is just a theorist who wrote the story and just went with it. Like us. But he, right. <laughs> he theorizes in the body there is another, uh, an element, a molecule called the uh, pyroton. Pyroton, something like that. Like an electron or a proton, pyroton. Okay. And when this pyroton interacts or when uh, let's see theorists he theorizes that an unknown subatomic particle which he refers to as the pyroton is emitted in cosmic rays usually passing harmlessly through the body like a neutrino but occasionally striking a cell nucleus and triggering an off-chain reaction that destroys the body entirely so what he is theorizing is a miniature nuclear explosion inside your body. Interesting. Very interesting. So he even thinks that there's a potential for um, the magnetosphere or the energies that are running through the Earth, potentially ley lines if you come into energies. One example was somebody who wasn't far, not too, too far from Stonehenge, they are within a fair proximity of Stonehenge, somebody in Great Britain, England area. And just the way the shifting of the cosmic rays and the energies of the Earth shifted just right to spontaneously combust this person. So he's saying it's something already in the body. Yeah. That's just shooting around, and if it hits something at the right time, you go full Nagasaki. <laughs> Afraid so, yeah. And that, when I heard, when I, that seems a bit out there, but when I read that, I'm like, that's kind of fucked up. Maybe I should stay from away from ley lines. No, I don't think you should. No? Nah, I, I mean, <laughs> look, there's a price you pay. When you hunt Bigfoot, you got to expect to get fucking butt raped by a Bigfoot, okay? When you do what we do here, we got, No? You don't think we so? We got to take precautions against static electricity from Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm just saying, 
when you do what we do, you got to go to the ley lines and you got to, if you, you know, if you fucking go up in flames, hey, now you're part of the conspiracy, brother. <laughs> you know, we're not just researchers. Now we are fucking history. Damn right. Mm hmm. I think it's about all I have speaking of history. They right. covered it. Yeah, that was good, man. That was interesting. So what could it be? Could it be the Lord raining hellfire on somebody? Could it be cosmic rays igniting you? Neutrinos? Could it just be some body who is uh, careless in what they're doing? Just go up in flames in whatever sitting chair they're in? We don't want any reviews. We want answers to those questions. Apple Podcasts. Bring on the weird. Podchaser.com slash bring on the weird. Yeah, give us five stars, answer those questions. What do you think it is? Just some ignorant asshole in a, in a sitting chair dropping zigrass on themselves? Whoosh. Uh, I didn't hear anything you said after uh, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, and then you just fucking froze, and I was like, oh, shit, is it my turn? <laughs> go ahead. I, I said stuff, but you're good. Okay. Um, go to myconspiracytees.com slash bring on a weird if you want some dope merch. Or you can go to tpublic.com, search Bring on the Weird, and buy some dope merch. Oh, yeah, man. It's on there. Yeah. Do you hate commercials? You. You there. Me? Elijah. Do you yeah. hate commercials? I fucking hate commercials, dude. Hate them. Hate them the in worst. the beginning. Hate them in the middle. Hate them at the end. Terrible. Skip the damn commercials. Patreon.com slash Bring on the Weird. $2 a month. We'll drop those commercials. And you support the show. That's... Two bucks, and you get four fucking episodes ad-free. No ads. Ads-free. And a day no early. Well, totally forgot about the day early. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Stay weird, world. And we'll see you guys next time.